welcome to the Glad to Podcast. I am Lauren Romo, and with me, as always, is my cousin and fellow nerd, Andrea Gutierrez. Not always. Not always <laughs> with you. Just realize that. I'm going to have to change up your intro, Lauren. Yo, well, it's Andrea. Yay. <laughs> hey, you're back, baby. We back. I am back. Whew. Feels great. <laughs> it feels good. Feels good. good. Feels organic. I'm ready. I'm ready to Definitely talk to Star Wars. Organic. Yeah. 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 We haven't done this. You and I haven't uh, recorded in a while, actually. It's been a minute. Uh, so I'm excited. Since, to... uh, I don't know, a long time. Christmas. I mean, before Christmas. Yeah. I think Bad Batch. No, we might have done. I have to go back, but it's been a minute for us, but we're ready. ready I don't know back. what I'm doing anymore. <laughs> I told you earlier, I didn't take notes. I only watched it twice. Usually I watch like five times and I like just couldn't get into like the, I got to take notes. <laughs> I Nuts. couldn't get into it. <laughs> Getting back into the swing of things. Nope. Ah, we're fine. We got it. We're good. We're good. We're good. Good. Back better than ever. So yeah, guys, we're going to talk about Book of Boba Fett episode one. But before we get into that fun conversation, if this is your first time listening to us, welcome. We are a Star Wars podcast that discuss anything and everything within that galaxy far, far away. In each episode, we'll dive into one or two topics and have a general discussion on them. Topics could be movies, TV series, books, comics, a specific character, you name it. And we talk about it. All right, Ange. Boba Fett, episode one. Man, we waited a whole year for this because yeah. we got a teaser little end credit scene at the end of Mando season two. And we are finally here watching Book of Boba Fett. Now. I was never, we've talked about this, I was never a huge Boba Fett fan until... You hated him. I mean, I did hate him. I think that might be a little strong word. You did. I I, I didn't... You thought he was overhyped. He was, yeah, he was overrated. You use that term often when you would talk about Boba Fett. that's true. I will say that. I felt like he was. But when he entered into Mando series i think that all changed i think that changed for a lot of people i think they finally did what i think a lot of people thought boba fett was was a complete you know was awesome like he turned out to be and he is a cool character now because they're giving him more story you know so now that we're in a whole series with him it's gonna be interesting so how let's just before we kind of get into the episode how hyped were you going into this show were you excited about it were you just like it's star wars i'm gonna watch it anyway what were your kind of like initial thoughts heading into this season opener yeah i was not hype at all and it wasn't because i wasn't excited for new star wars content or that i don't like boba fett because i do it was just that this just seemed like a little short story into a larger story I'm more interested in. So I was like, yeah, like you said, it's Star Wars. I'm going to watch it. Um, it ties into the bigger story. It's going to give me um, some answers to what I've always wanted to know about Boba Fett. So, but I wasn't hype. I didn't watch most of the trailers. The only trailer I watched was the one with the hot girl on the motorcycle because everybody was talking <laughs> about it, tweeting about it. So I had to, I had to watch. I was like, I must, let's see what's going on here. Which I thought was kind of cool because I get really scared now about digging into things a little bit deeper and and getting spoilers and getting, you know, leaks and all that stuff because 
I feel like when that happened with the Rise of Skywalker, it really ruined a lot of things for me. So I That's try fair. not to I try not to get like that anymore. But yeah. That's where I was. Unhype. <laughs> unhyped but i mean still generally like excited for new star wars content so that oh yeah like look know. at me i'm wearing a boba fett beanie and scarf right now you know i bought my son a boba fett hoodie my nephew we were like all boba fett ready you know so there was like that hype around it and i got up at 4 30 in the morning and watched it um, yes not by yes. choice my <laughs> new puppy wakes up at 4 30 in the morning oh june we love oh, June. June. I love you, June. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I and people at work were like, Boba Fett this week. And I'm like, yeah, all right. Like, bleh, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but so let's, let's let's get into the show, because I think once it kicked off, I had I had a lot of thoughts and opinions and I had to watch it a couple times. But I think what they're doing to the show is going to be really, really cool. I'm excited to see where they take a lot of the threads that they already planted in the first episode. Like, there's just so many avenues and storylines that they can take this. And it's really, really cool. So I, I, that's one of the things I'm more excited about when when the first episode dropped. So first episode is called A Stranger in a Strange Land. It's written by John Favreau, directed by Robert Rodriguez, which was amazing because he did the episode in Mando season two that everybody loved. And everybody, you know, I think that made a lot of people more excited once we heard a Boba Fett show was coming. Robert Rodriguez was a big part of that, you know. So episode one for me, I my initial reaction was like, okay, it was slower paced. But it gave, I think, a lot of story for that character of Boba Fett. I see it answered, like you talked about earlier, Ange. It answered some questions for, I think, a lot of us fans. Like, how did he survive? How did he get out? I loved that they used, and I don't know if you know this part, but in the show Parks and Rec, Pat Oswald had a scene where he was talking about, I don't know if you've seen the, the tweets or whatever, but he's talking about, yes, like... You know his version of episode seven. And like, he said, like, you know, we pan down from the sons of Tatooine and then you get the glove of Boba Fett coming out the sand outside the Star Pit. Like that to me was so funny that they, they kind of used what he said and it was great. Like I loved, I love that they did that. Um, seeing the inside of the Star Pit was cool. You know, that was really interesting you know, how he got out. I'm kind of glad that it was just, they showed it, right? They just showed it. They got, they got it out of the way. And that was cool for me. Like I didn't really need a lot of detail, right? We just, we knew he survived at this point, how he survived. Like I didn't really, I don't know about you. Like it was like, okay, like he got out. I'm fine with that. I don't really need like a big, big story of like how he got out. Did you wonder where that stormtrooper came from? Now that was curious, like the yeah. the shot of a of the stormtrooper in Starlight Pit. That's interesting because, like, where did that come where from? Where did he come from? Was that a Jabba threw him in there? Where? I mean, right? Did the so a lot of questions, but that again, kind of cool, right? I mean, it adds a layer to even that kind of situation, the Starlight Pit itself. So I loved all of that. I loved obviously Fennec Shan in this show. Love it. I love Min Yao Win. She's amazing. I can't wait to see her character keep growing. 
I love the flashback stuff that we got from Bobus, and especially in the beginning of the show when they show like a couple scenes of Camino, and then you get that new footage of Attack of the Clones, like different perspective with young dope. Boba. Yeah, it was cool, right? Young Boba looking into the helmet, that was awesome. And then obviously we just we get more background of how he survived, you know, with the Tuscan Raiders and all that. We got the introduction of a new character that Jennifer Beals play, Gara Whip, I think is her name. So again, there's just a lot of layers, a lot of, I think, new characters that we're seeing. It's going to be interesting. There's just a lot of threads that they set up through this first episode. And I, I enjoyed it after I watched it a couple times because I think, you know, for me and maybe for you too, Ange, when I watch new Star Wars, like the first time, I'm just like in awe. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Aren't you like, yeah. that's just how it goes for me, you know? So what were your thoughts? Episode one, you know, when you first watched it, I thoroughly enjoyed it. The first time I watched it, I still enjoy it. I didn't think it was like blow your brains or your like eyeballs out of your face. Like, right. you know, which I don't think it needs to be. I liked that it right off the bat gave us some answers on, how Boba Fett got out of the Sarlacc pit. It wasn't overly complicated. The stormtrooper's mask and his breather thing was involved. That was kind of cool. And plus the the two stories moving in like a linear way, like him in the back to tank and then like him having the dreams and all of that was, I really liked the way that they are telling that story with the flashbacks. I thought it was dope that first shot of Jabba's palace. I mean, it yes. was. It's like All wow, empty. there's there's Jabba's palace again. It looked great. Um, I really enjoyed uh, the mayor's domo. He was awesome. That twilight yes. dude. Yeah, yeah. That's like my kind of humor. Just like looks and like awkward pauses and stuff like that. So I really enjoyed um, that scene as well too. Yeah, uh, Fennec Shand, Ming-Na is just amazing. And, I mean, what do they say? They're 58 and 60, those two? Is that yeah. their age? That's wild. It's insane. Like, think about that. Like, we have people who are literally, like, starring in a Star Wars show yeah. that are, like, 50 plus. That's yeah. awesome. I think it's And, awesome. like, people are hyped for it, right? Like, people are yeah. so excited to watch them. Yeah, I, you know, I wasn't, it's a little frustrating, like always, when you enjoy something Star Wars and then you go on to a social media and, or you get opinions from people at work or friends and things like that. And they kind of trash talk it. Like, I understand, like, it wasn't like, like, oh my God, I can't believe it. It could have been, it didn't have to be. It was kind of cool that it was just setting the story and allowing it to tell a story it didn't have to be like explosions and whatever. But I will tell you this. I thought like, remember in the that gallery episode when they had Robert Rodriguez on and he was playing with his Star Wars characters? Oh, I love that. Dude, this was so playing with your Star Wars characters, especially when that creature came out. Um, You know, the little Tusken Raider with his dog. I mean, if you were in a sandbox, you would have a guy with a dog and they would go places together and you would have a monster that, you know, comes out. That was really cool because it doesn't have to be overcomplicated storytelling. It's just something that anybody could have created um, when they were a kid. 
And that's kind of like what Star Wars is always, you know, kind of like feels like when you're watching it. So I loved all those takes. Um, I thought the Tusken Raiders were still dicks, jerks, sorry. <laughs> I thought we got past that and they weren't mean, but I guess they were. They are. Um, that Rodian was sweet. I mean, all the characters, creatures, all the um, the costumes, the makeup, um, all that stuff was absolutely outstanding. So, you know, just to be able to sit back and enjoy those. The music, dude. Oh, yeah. The music God. is good. Music is good. Music is good. <laughs> so I really enjoyed it. Yes, it was slow. Yes, um, it could have, you know, really, you know, blew it wide open. It didn't have to. And I, I liked how it started. If the series continues to be kind of like westerny, slowish, whatever, man. I mean, we're telling a story the way someone wants us to to receive it. So I'll take it that way. No, all all great points. Because I think I I think when let's you know when you compare we compare and contrast like say Mando season one premiere to Book of Boba Fett. Like, yeah, it's gonna be different. Just like you're saying. Like with Mando, we don't know Din Djarin. They had to set the character up. But Mando was slow too. The only thing that Fair. made you like be Fair. like, holy crap, the Mandalorian was the the baby Yoda, the child reveal at the end is what really just crushed everybody. But if you wouldn't have had that, it would have had the same feel as the first Boba Fett chapter. You're not wrong. No, you're you're not wrong. I mean, the action that they gave us in that first episode of Mando, I mean, the beginning of him in that bar, um, and then what, his fight with IG-11. It, the like, ice, the ice yeah. monster guy, too. So, I mean, we got action, right? For sure. Yeah. But, again, but you, you juxtapose that with the first episode of Boba. Like, if you're a fan, if you're a hardcore fan, you already know, like, a lot of a lot of his stories, like, canon-wise, right? Like, we know he's the son of Django. We know he comes from a a line of Mandalorians now because of his dad. You know, we know he, that he started his own, like, kind of bounty hunter crew through Clone Wars. You know, so you have a little bit of a backstory of him. So, like, this show doesn't have to really go that deep into his backstory. For the most part, right? I think that's why I like this first episode when I when I think of it in that way of like the only thing they really had to answer in the beginning, right, was how did he survive the Sarlacc pit? They gave that to us. What what was he doing after that? Like we knew the Jawas took his armor, they showed that. So like they answered the questions, but I think now, like going into episode two. I think you have a wide open array of stories you can tell now, right? Because of the threads that they have set up in this first episode for like, so for me, and I'll, and I'll, I'll ask you like the threads that I have that I notice is obviously a, the, the the relationship between Boba and Fennec, I think is kind of interesting because I feel like not that Fennec doesn't respect Boba, but she is showing that like kind of a little bit like you know what you're doing, like, you know what I'm saying, like, it, I, yeah, but that's cool, but that's cool to me because you're 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 showing that she's just not following him, 
Well, I think she's more of a traditional crime lord, crime syndicate, master assassin. She's a bounty hunter, right. She's been in it for a long time. He had a break from it, you know? I mean, he fell into a star-like bit. He hangs out with Tusken Raiders. You know, and even when he was younger, when he was a bounty hunter, he was still a kid, you know? So his um, experience of being in the crime world, I think is like, you know, up and down. It's not as just being stuck in it and that's why he's going to be this different type of crime lord leader maybe i i agree so like their their relationship i think is going to be interesting to see how that kind of plays out like i know some people have maybe made the argument that does she turn on him because maybe she's he's not doing doing it the way she thinks or does she just going to follow him because she does owe him pretty much a life debt because he saved her from dying uh, on Tatooine. So, again, that's one thread that you can look at. I think another thread that you can um, pull from the first episode is the whole kind of crime world political stuff within Tatooine. I mean, when he goes to Jennifer Beale's character and says that he's the new Jabba, right? They don't even mention Bib Fortuna. It's like nobody really cared about Bib Fortuna. No, they did. I mean, they did mention it, but like... Everybody remembers, everybody remembers Jabba. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it seems like nobody really respected maybe Big Fortuna as a crime lord, which I kind of love, actually. But but then you get to a point where, you know, she he, he goes there and he does it differently, right? Like Fennec was saying. And he gets a, a whole bucket full of, you know, money. And it's interesting because then at the next scene, what happens? He can't put his helmet on because they put the money in the bucket. So, like, did she set him up? You know, did she know that that was going to happen? Because obviously the the guy that they talked to, you said the do the do, do maj, how do you pronounce it? The mayor's domo. The mayor's domo. Thank you. I love that. He guy. kind of, like, threatened, like, this isn't going to be the last time the mayor sends somebody. You know, so... Then we get these kind of cool assassins and they obviously knew I, me in my current head cannon, I think they knew that he had money in the bucket in his helmet. So he couldn't use his helmet to maybe help him fight better. And they had like some sweet gear, like those shields I think are maybe, um, ray shield tech maybe almost because they could take a blast. They almost looked like the ones the Gungans used. Yeah, no, that's a good call. That's a good call. So, like, obviously, I know some people are like, well, why couldn't he, like, fight those guys? Well, clearly, their their armor was pretty pretty good, you know? And even I like when he tried to get, like, Fennec to kick him, and, like, that didn't work. And it took the Gamorrean guards to come help, to like, kind of help him out. That was cool. He has two Gamorrean guards now. <laughs> so that's kind of... They're pretty like, sweet. Yeah did notice the second time i watched it when he came out of the back to tank the tank like said um recovery treatment suspended not over so like he's in the process still of recovering and being in that pod so he's not a hundred percent by any means plus he he looked a hundred percent uh uh in that mando episode so i don't know yeah, I mean, plus, I mean, you got to think of it, too. Like, they hit him. There's two of those guys got him pretty good, like, with their little, like, um, 
reverb blades or whatever they had. Like they got him. They got him pretty good. And then I love that shot of him like just literally disintegrating a guy when he was climbing the building. That was so dope. That was awesome. So like again, and then we got a parkour Star Wars scene. I I loved it. <laughs> that was awesome. Like, I know. I love seeing that stuff. Yeah. So there's a lot like again, there's a lot of cool stuff. I mean, again, those threads of like who sent those was was it the mayor that sent those assassins? Was it somebody else? You know, and then I think another thread of the show was obviously Boba Boba Fett himself is the main one, but like his story of why what kind of motivates him now like what changed from like being this quote-unquote ruthless bounty hunter that we have all heard about you know and i think the scene that kind of sticks out to me is that one where he's watching the moisture farmer die and people those like raiders are pillaging their uh the that moisture farm like just the look that he gives like like he was just like confused on like why would they do this? What's going on? There's like no law, no order. You know what I'm saying? Because he doesn't know at this point that the empire is is gone. I assume. Right. I don't know. Maybe, maybe right. not. Because he's with the Tuscan Raiders. It's not like he has the hollow net. So like I don't he how much he knows at that point, we don't you know, there's no there's no there's not much telling. So like I feel like that scene really told me that like maybe he started seeing things differently. So that again, that thread of like how he, how he is, who he is, is going to be really interesting to explore further on. It's just, again, there's just a lot of layers. And then the, the symbol that those Raiders put on the building, a lot of people on Twitter and a lot of other places have, you know, said that in Hutsi, that's the letter K. So who could that be? We don't know. Is it is it Hutsi or is it um the other language in Star Wars? Air Airbrush? 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 Yeah. <laughs> so I you know me. I, I love it. I don't care. But like if it is Hutsi and it is the letter K, who could that be? I mean, I the only one that comes to my mind is Kanja Club. Starts with a K. Kanji Club. I think that'd be interesting. Um, but a lot of people obviously have pointed out too, those assassins have looked a lot, uh, have looked familiar in the uh, Bounty Hunter, I think, comic run for Crimson Dawn. They they kind of look very similar to those outfits and then they their fighting style may be very similar to what Kira has learned. So a lot of people are speculating. Maybe we see, you know, a certain character come down the road. Don't give Who me knows? hope. I know. Well, and we'll talk about that stuff. But what what about you, Ange? Like threads that you've noticed in the show? What are you looking forward to? Anything kind of speak out to you as we I, for episode one? I kind of want to know why he stays with the Tuscan Raiders longer. Uh, because when he was trying to leave... And he was like, Rodian, I can cut your bonds. I can get us a transport or whatever. I can get us out of here. But then all of a sudden, he's not in an urge to leave because obviously he stays with them long enough to um, up to where, you know, the Mandalorian scenes. Right. So or timeline. So there's that. I do find it very interesting 
slightly comical that everybody was like, Boba Fett is such a badass. He's ruthless, man. He doesn't care about anybody. He's going to kill everybody. Woo. And then he was like, torture. I don't do that. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I know. So, you know, the thing about crime lords in the Star Wars universe, none of them are really that great. Let's be honest. You know? That's fair. That's fair. I mean, even in Clone Wars, those guys like, um, oh God, who am I thinking? I mean, they're Black Sun. Black Sun, the Pikes, you know, all of that, you know, the Huts. They all have their own group, but none of them are powerful enough to. Um, like overthrow the entire syndicate you know exactly if they were they would have done it a long time ago i mean it took maul to even get to them to maybe even that point right like right so that's why i'm like uh this is a weird area in star wars it's not like war battles stories political it's not jedi sith it's not um rebel um empire or resistance first order it's just like this side story so i have no idea what to expect from it honestly because we've never had a crime syndicate story really like fleshed out so and i don't even know if this is that's what this is going to be so i'm really going into all of this super open open open-minded because even though it's Star Wars and it has creatures and the music and all that, it feels very Star Wars. It doesn't feel like a Star Wars story that has been told before, you know, because even in the Mandalorian, it fell into Jedi lore. And even in the Mandalorian, you got into the Empire and all of, and the, the Resistance, the Rebellion. Yeah. God, I get to- was there and it was more of like a singular story of like one person's man i haven't done this so long i can't even think of words um (laughs) (laughs) like we only saw from din's point of view basically right it was like one person's journey so now it seems like this is going to be a story of a bunch of groups coming together and how it how it affects each other and i don't feel like we've ever gotten close to this maybe in solo like a tiny tiny bit very little but but yeah 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 yeah. yeah. so this is it seems like it's unknown territory so i'm just kind of like along for the ride no that's a really good point because Again, they're like we talked about. Like, there's so much they can do. They can, if they wanted to, they can pull and talk about some first order stuff because they're not too far behind, right? I mean, this is the formation of it. So, like, and obviously, we know in Mando season two, Boba saw the, like he said, the Empire's back. So, like, that's gonna be interesting. Like, do they even play on like that a little bit of like him realizing that the Empire isn't gone? what that mean like what that means to him and does that is that like forcing him to be a certain ruler like is that why he's being a certain way or is it just like he just he doesn't really care about the empire cuz clearly he didn't even when he was a bounty hunter i mean he wor- he kind of worked for obviously for vader sometimes and he did bounties for anybody so does it really change his course or is it like where his change like where his change of like maybe morals and values i think like you're saying that that i think we'll explore that and how long was he with the tuscans like was he basically there the entire time until he runs into mando clearly he knows he was i mean he was on tatooine he had that black gear on he had one of those staffs i mean it seems like he was 
like with the Tuscan Raiders the entire time or just adapt adopted some of their um ways of life and then went off and was on his own but it's all still weird we don't Which know. is possible, right? And then and he did say, like, you brought that scene of him in the in the Rodian, and he said that we, if we get to Anchorhead, we can get off planet. So, like, clearly he knows where the ship is. So, like, he can get off planet if he wants to, but, like, yeah, why why does he stay with the Tuscans for whatever reason, right? Clearly he's earned their respect because when the child Tuscan comes with the head of that creature, which was really cool, by the way. We Maybe we got to talk, talk about that real quick. Like that's brand new character, like brand new creature, brand new to Star Wars. That was cool. I liked it. Like I liked it was like again something we never seen before, and it looked pretty menacing. So that was awesome. Like I loved that. That was really really cool. But I love the scene where the the child Tuscan brings the head of that creature and like he's bragging like he did it, and Boba just is you know walking like eh, whatever kid take 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 the you know take the spoils. But I like how that chief or whoever of that little crew, like, he knew, and he goes to Boba, doesn't look at him, but he just, you know, gives him his water because he knows what he did. So, like, that was cool. Like, he that's how he's earned the respect. And like you're saying, maybe that's, he starts adapting their ways. Like you said, clearly he can get off planet. Does he or does he stay with them? So that's going to be fun to explore that journey and do we get more like do we get more flashbacks in these coming up episodes maybe maybe not i don't i mean do we do we need a lot i mean do you feel like we need a lot like a lot of backstory a lot of flashbacks or do you think we could just go move moving forward with the rest of the episodes we don't need to like really go do any more flashbacks i think we're gonna do flashback tuscan raider flashbacks I think makes sense. I don't think we're going to do any more Camino attack of the clones. Even, I don't even think we're going to, besides being in Jabba's palace, I don't think anything is going to be like reminiscent to return of the Jedi at all. So no, I just think we're going to have Tuscan Raider um, timeline flashbacks. And then what's happening in most Espa currently is what we're gonna see and you know it was really weird like i liked the grainy changeover when they were switching from flashback to that was so rodriguez too because yeah it really was i really enjoyed that so it's kind of nice to give you that transition to like because for a minute you're thinking like oh yeah that's right i'm not in current time I'm, i'm watching a flashback so it was kind of nice to to have that to move you along it was very rodriguez the creature was very rodriguez too like I said, it was like a kid playing with their toys in a sandbox, you know, a couple of those scenes. Even the guys like staged up around Fennec and Boba, like in a complete circle. That's very kid like to do too, just to <laughs> right. put everybody in a big right. circle and two people in the middle, you know? So it it was cool, um, the the simplicity of it. There it is. And it really it's just it is kind of a a simplistic kind of story. Of just we're following this one guy's kind of journey and what he's doing. So it makes sense not to super overcomplicate it and like throw a lot at you. Now, there have been reports of like Rob Rodriguez saying that like all the stuff that they were they were teasing before is from like the first half of the first episode and the second half as spoilers. And a lot of people are pointing to that like I mean, what what spoilers? Like, there's nothing that anybody can really think of. So, 
I'm wondering if the next episode is going to be like the episode that like really, who knows, maybe we see some characters that we've seen before something happens because it feels it's, it's weird to me. And I'll have to give, I'll have to give credit to Alden Diaz of Acto radio. Cause in the four center discord, uh, which is great. Obviously you guys know four center, Ken Joseph, Jennifer, good stuff. Always. He mentions, and he kind of brings up an idea, a, a, I don't know, a theory or something that like, it's, it's, it's weird that he would say that and then it not really pay off if you think about it. And then for the show to have seven episodes and not like say six or eight, like seven just seems kind of like a, a random number. So like, did they purposely like, like kind of maybe cut the first step to cut the first episode into two parts or something or like edited it differently. Who knows? But I, I feel like after, like the first episode was a good like okay guys here's a reintroduction of this character for for those who don't know what's happened and all that stuff. Now I think the rest of the rest of the series is going to just be bonkers crazy in my opinion. Do you feel that's the case? Do you feel that that could have happened or do you just feel like this is what it was and Robert Rodriguez was just he was just trying to get the fans kind of just excited for everything. Um I think you know a little bit, you know, just kind of stoking the fire getting everybody excited uh it was weird that for a long time we kept hearing six episodes six episodes and then all of a sudden it changed to seven because uh, i was even talking about somebody um at work with at work about that because they were like it sucks it's only six episodes and i was like no it's seven and they're like oh that makes me way happier and i was like really just one more makes you that much happier <laughs> jeez <laughs> seven's a magic number apparently i don't know what's going on <laughs> um i we still have some footage from the trailers that we haven't seen so them Correct. sitting down with all the crime bosses um right. there's still that so there's i think i'm gonna give it one more warm-up episode is what i'm gonna call it i That's think fair. it's gonna be one more warm-up with a good cliff hanger at the end to really push us into week three that's going to be my prediction. And that's all I'm ever predicting for this show because I really want to go in open-minded. That's fair. No, that's fair. And I think I think I think you're totally right. I think now the next episodes I think there'll be cliffhangers, cliffhangers, cliffhangers. Not like the this wasn't a cliffhanger so to speak, but like it was just a solid like okay, this is Boba Fett. This is reintroduction of him for those who don't know. This is the answer to a lot of your fan theories or questions or like, how did he survive? There you go. What was he doing? There you go. So like we get all that in the first episode and then we get a tiny taste of what maybe, you know, present day Boba is doing. Like we get a little bit of, you know, his kind of start about uh, being a crime Lord and him learning certain things that Fennec is kind of maybe telling him about. So again, clearly like Fennec knows a lot more of maybe the underground ways than he does which i think some people are like well he was a bounty hunter all that time he hung out at jabba's palace like yeah he got like jobs but it's not like maybe he, it's not like he was like writing everything down that jabba was doing or what was going on all he cared about was the money right i mean seems like fennec was more and fennec's character i think is more of the observant one right we saw that in a bad batch like she's more of the observant type of person to where like she would know her 
her surroundings, the people, understand, you know, certain ways that people act. So that's more of her character in her character, in my opinion. So it makes sense that she would know a little bit more of the ways of how the crime world works than than he would in certain in certain aspects, right? I think, you know, heading into episode two, yeah, I don't want again, there's there's so much that can happen and so many avenues they can take. It's hard to kind of predict like where this is going, right? Like just kind of like Mando. Mando's the same way. Like week to week, you kind of didn't know, like, you know, the story evolved each week. So it, you have to let it play out. Like you're saying, Ange, like let them tell the story, let them tell the story that they want to. And then, you know, just enjoy it or whatever you can go on twitter and do what you want i mean that's your prerogative but i mean i don't know why you want to complain about it but just enjoy it for what it is you know i think for me cameo wise you know i a lot of people are saying kira would maybe make sense because of you know as of right now that we know in canon she is running crimson dawn plus with the the bounty hunter um side story they have going on in the marvel comics that's really heavy with kira and Mm -hmm. what happened with han um in between empire strikes back and return of the jedi so yeah that would actually be really cool if they could tie that in with the show and which also ties in with the movies that would be great yeah that would be it'd be perfect i mean it's the perfect idea situation to do it I know a lot of people are hoping for an Omega like appearance. Me personally, I don't think it's going to happen because I don't I think, think so either. I think her story is still unfolding. So like maybe if there's in, in my guess, this is just a total guess, but my guess is that we're going to get another season of Boba Fett. I, I really do. I don't think they're going to complete a, a whole storyline in seven episodes. I mean, they could. But I feel like they are going to go to another season of it, maybe one more. And then prior to that, if they do that, then we're going to have Bad Batch season two this year. So we'll get more Omega. And maybe that's when we see an older Omega show up if they do that in the next season. I I just don't see her showing up just yet in any live action. But because we just got her introduced i think we need more we need more for her and i like her in the animation right now with the story they're telling so keep her there i don't want to her get diluted too much to you know and for fans to be like well why is she already in live action or this or that keep her in bad batch let that story unfold and then we'll probably get answers to like if they ever met obviously fennec knows who she is like obviously there's connections that they can do if they want if they want to do that for sure but besides kira any other guesses or ideas of another cameo that could happen in this in this show i don't know i you know will it be like if there is like a a good crazy cameo or you know explosive cameo will it be someone from the original trilogy or will Mm -hmm. it be someone from the sequel trilogy because we're trying to get a bridge to the sequel trilogy and who who knows what could happen with that right poe dameron's parents or um whatever that's That's, going way out there no that's but that's a good point i mean you never know because we are like in the timeline that we are watching boba on uh on the show it is you know post 
Return of the Jedi, like we're uh, in Mandalorian, it ties to that story, like the ties to that timeline. And we're like, what, five years ish post Return of the Jedi. So we could see some characters pop up. I mean, is it crazy to think that Chewbacca maybe show up? Who knows? Maybe we get a reference to some First Order stuff happening. Because again, we know at this point, the First Order is is coming and we know that they're planning to, you know, plan to come back. So like, do we get mentions of like maybe a Ray Sloan or somebody like in the first order? Like there's possibilities. Cause I think they, in a show about the crime world, you do, I think have to show maybe some empire, uh, empire first order stuff. Because again, there's not much as far as the rebellion resistance going on right now. We know there's a lot of first first order, you know, uh, remnants stuff going on because of Mando. So maybe throw that into this show because I think that would give it another element of, you know, uh, bridging, like you're saying, bridging that gap between this and the sequel trilogy for sure. I think that would be a really smart idea. Do we see Din? Who knows? Maybe, right? I mean, why? Because what what's he doing now? Baby Yoda is with Luke. Honestly, though, like Baby Yoda's with Luke, right? Is he going to go hang out with Bo-Katan on Mandalore? Oh, my God. Wouldn't it be funny if it was like a like an endgame thing where they like with Thor where they show up and he's like overweight, just wallowing in his own <laughs> self-pity. I kind of want it now. <laughs> I kind of want it. But we could, I, though. I don't yeah. see why not. I think we should stay away from tying in too much of the larger story into this small, um, you know, area that we're in. I would not be disappointed if we didn't have any cameos. I don't think we need cameos. I like the I characters agree. we're already set up with. I don't need that. I like, like I said, I this is about Boba Fett and what he's been doing and what he's going to do. So let's just stick with that. So... You know me, I'm always wrong, so I'm sure someone huge is gonna show up <laughs> in the end. Well, if you but. think of if you think of bounty hunters, I mean Bosk, if he's alive, right? Could could show up. A Cad Bane, everybody really wants Cad Bane. I would Yeah, Cad Bane that. would be really sweet. Right? The only one that would get me really hype and that I would think would fit perfectly is for Kira to show up. I yeah. would thoroughly enjoy that. So that's the only one like in the back of my mind. Um, I want to like hold on to, but if it doesn't happen, no big deal. Yeah, she'd be great again because of the connections with Crimson Dawn. I think, like I'm saying, like really kind of not easy ones, but like ones that I think would be crowd pleasers would be a Bosque, would be a Cad Bane. Um, you know, think of other other bounty hunters. You know, the did Aura. You know, a lot of people are like. Did Aura Singh really die? Like, was Beckett kind of BSing? She could still be, you know, you could do some stuff. You can do some stuff. I know a lot of people are like, maybe we'll see Maul in a flashback. No, I don't need any of that. Like, no. I, I wouldn't mind this not having any Jedi Force stuff in it. Like, I know Mando did because of Baby Yoda, and it made sense for the story. This story doesn't need a a Jedi or anything like that, in my opinion. Like you're saying, it it keep it within the Boba story, keep it within the crime under criminal underworld, and you're gonna be fine. You're gonna be totally fine with it. And like you're saying, I think the a big one would be Kira. 
I think that would be one that I think people would be really excited for. And I think that would be a huge, like, here you go, peeps. Like, we know you loved her. We know that you guys want Solo 2. Like, here here you go. You know, like, it'd be nice. It'd be really, really nice. It makes sense to almost finish this this season of Book of Boba Fett with a Crimson Dawn introduction. Because yes. if Boba can, like gain control over Tatooine and Mos Espa and, and what Jabba used to have, that would be competition for Crimson Dawn. So, and they would take notice. So I think that um, is kind of predictable, but still needs to be told, I think. So. No, that's a really good point. Cause again, if let's say the season ends on, on like, obviously Boba is in control of everything, right. That he wants. It would make sense that other syndicates would be like, what the heck? And that would lead to maybe do we maybe we see Pikes, maybe we see the Black Sun, maybe we see Crimson Dawn, like you're saying. Maybe they all come visit Boba at the end of the season, be like, "What's your deal? What what are we doing here?" And then that maybe leads into season like another season of Boba Fett. You could, you could really do a lot of stuff with the show, and I think I'm excited to see where they go with it. 100. percent And final thoughts on episode one: A Stranger in a Strange Land. A uh, great title. If you, it, uh, he really was a stranger in a strange land, both sides, you know, with Tuscan yes. readers and then not really knowing how to start a crime empire as well, too. He had no idea what he was doing, um, but that was great. Uh, I, I like one episode at a time being released. Sometimes I get frustrated because, you know, you want the entire story and it's a little bit of torture, like having to figure out what, what could be and what couldn't be. But, um, you know, it's, it's a, I, I enjoy watching one episode at a time and then marinating on it. So I enjoyed it. I will continue to enjoy it. Um, that's all I got. <laughs> well said, well said. I a hundred percent agree. I think this, it's going to be a really good show. I don't, I think they're what I've liked marketing wise is that they really held a lot of things close right like the only thing we knew about was obviously Tamara Morrison and Minwa Wen coming as Fennec and Boba right mm-hmm. and then later on we heard Jennifer Beale was going to be in the show right mm-hmm. that's pretty much it as far as casting like we really don't know anybody else which again I think that proves to your point like they are going to hopefully keep it a Boba pretty much a Boba Fennec you know, and some other side characters like story. And that would yeah. be, that's what I want. That's just kind of what they shaped up. I think at the end of Mando season two and that end credit scene, this is what they've kind of, you know, set up for it to be a Boba centric show about him taking over Tatooine and like how he does it. So I'm, I'm excited. I hope we get some cool cameos. If we don't, like you're saying, I don't, I'm fine with it too. As long as they're telling a good story. Do you think we stay on Tatooine the whole time? I think it makes sense, right? Yeah. I mean, why would he want to go if his goal is to obviously control what Jabba had and and Bib Fortuna had? Why would he leave? Unless, again, unless he loses it at the end of the season for some reason. But I don't, I, again, who knows? Are there any more huts in play? Can we have a hut show Again, up? right? We could. We could. We know Jabba's dead, but we know there's a ton of other huts. So, like, do we yeah, see stinky. it? Yeah. I mean, you never know, right? Stinky could be as an adult now. So, like, 
there's again, there's yeah, there's tons of possibilities, kids. I really do think there's a tons of possibilities. Um, I will say though, Max Rebo re showing up was kind of cool. How did they survive? I, I don't care. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't like, care either. Like, but... I don't, I don't need that story. Like, I know a lot of people would be like, "Well, what? How did they survive the barge?" Like, do you really care? It's Max freaking Rebo. Like, I don't care. He's playing the piano. I don't care. He he survived. I'm fine with it. I don't. I don't need that backstory. But that was cool. But yeah, so that's our uh, that's a recap of episode one, folks. I hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back next week doing episode two, obviously. So get ready. We are as excited as I think a lot of other people are. If you like this episode, you can follow and listen to more of our content on Apple Pod, Google Play, Spotify, all the good stuff, all the big platforms. So if you uh, if you have time, go do a rate and review. We would appreciate it very, very much. And yeah, what do you got? Oh, I know. Listen, I just want to say while I was gone, okay, I really miss talking Star Wars so much that I fell into <laughs> so many nerd push your glasses up conversations at work about Star Wars. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, my God, I have to start podcasting again because uh, some guy was, you know, people are always like, who do you think about the, the Disney trilogies? And I want to be like, F you, buddy. And then so <laughs> this guy at work was, you know, trying to talk smack. And I kept saying, well, actually, if you read the Rise of Skywalker novelization, you would know that. And then I was just like, my God. Let me tell you about the lawless. Let me tell you about the lawless. I mean, for real, you know, I nerd out so hard and it was great just just now for this little 40 minutes to be able to chat Star Wars um, the way that we do. Because, God when I like am five minutes away from a conversation that I had with someone else about Star Wars, I'm like, I'm such a nerd. It's so <laughs> ridiculous. <sighs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Welcome back in. Oh yeah. Back. It feels great. <laughs> but yeah, guys, so go follow us on all the like I said, major platforms, Apple pod, Google play, Spotify. You can follow uh, the galactic pod on Twitter at the galactic pod. And you can follow me, Lauren Romo at Lauren Rose on Twitter. You can follow me, Andrea Gutierrez, at R2D2Step on Twitter. And as always, kids, may that force be with you. Always. Always.